Hello and welcome to the Cop Table Season 18-19 preview. On tonight's show with us, we are going to be joined by James Pierce from the Liverpool Echo, who's out in uh, Evian at the moment with the with the Liverpool squad, and also Jay Riley from the uh, Radio City Fan Friday Talk Show, amongst the uh, other things. So, thanks very much, uh, lads, for your for your time. You okay? Good, thanks, lads. Good stuff. Okay, yeah, uh, we're going to start off with with yourself, uh, James. Just talking a little bit about the the pre-season so far. Um, do you think uh, Jurgen Klopp's got everything he was looking for out of the the tour of the USA and and the pre-season games so far? What's your take on it, please, James? Yeah, it's been a really positive pre-season for so far, and I think um, you know the, the, probably the, the the one kind of block. For Klopp was obviously Joel Matip picking up that uh, that quad injury over in the states, but apart from that, it's it's been pretty plain sailing. I think um, you know he's you you can tell from his kind of demeanour and the way that he's been uh, around the place that that he's a he's a very content manager. I think you know happy that Liverpool managed to get their business done early. Um, I think clearly happy that so many young players have. Have stepped up as well in 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 the summer, and you know, and then obviously you've got the more established pros, someone like Daniel Sturridge, who has, has been an absolute revelation in in the the kind of transformation in him from a, a player that looked destined to leave to someone who, who looks like he could play a big part this season. So um, yeah, it's been a it's been a really really promising preseason so far. And I know there's always optimism at this time of year, but it, it does really feel like it's. Um, you know, it, 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 this this kind of is a, is a real true reflection on on where Liverpool are at at the moment because he's certainly got the transfer targets that he wanted. Um, he's also got exactly the pre-season plans that he wanted. You know, quite a short tour of America compared to some of the other top clubs. Um, and then he's got this full week in France this week, which is which is very much purely football based. You know, no no sponsors appearances, no open training sessions, no press conferences. This is this is what he wants, you know, two, three sessions every day to, to drill into the players exactly what he wants ahead of this season. So, uh, yeah, it's it's all positive. Great stuff. OK, then, um, over to you, Jay. The, the pre-season, obviously, Liverpool have had a couple of good victories against Manchester United and, and Manchester City as well. Um, how important is it that Liverpool are, are building this momentum going into the, into the first game uh, a week on Sunday? I think you know when it comes to pre-season, it's it's more about fitness levels more than anything else, and also you know new signings that have been made, bedding them into the football club. You know the new surroundings, obviously the new teammates as well. So it's like a settling in period, really, isn't it? And it's also for the manager to sort of like decide on whether you know what what type of formation, what type of team selection he's going to make for the first couple of games of the new season. But you know, like I say, it's People read too much into some of the results, and you know, like you know, the game against Borussia Dortmund, Liverpool control the game for large periods and ended up losing it three-one. And yeah, we were a little 
bit disappointed as fans, but ultimately it was, it was a training exercise, wasn't it? And you could see in that game, like Liverpool were getting back to their old selves from last season, and you know, there's a lot of players to come back into the side as well, really, from that game. And as we've seen against Manchester United and Manchester City, the returns of Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, the game against City, I thought, you know, first half, City had a lot of kids playing, and Liverpool couldn't get near them, really. I thought they were very impressive, the City kids, and Second half, Liverpool brought Mane on. He was absolutely brilliant. He changed the game. It was like he'd never been away. Then Salah comes on, scores straight away. Liverpool ran out comfortable winners in the second half. Could have scored a few more, albeit, you know, they got the winning goal from the penalty spot in injury time. But I think Liverpool controlled the second half, didn't they? And then against Manchester United, again, you, know, you can't read too much into it, but it's always nice to get one over on them, isn't it? And you know, they showed signs in that game as well. We just can completely control the game. And yeah, of course, Manchester United had a lot of players missing. But then so did Liverpool as well. You know, you can analyse it and say we didn't have Allison in goal. We also didn't have Lovren playing. We didn't have Trent Alexander-Arnold. We didn't have Henderson. Didn't have Firmino. We didn't have Naby Keita. So Liverpool had plenty of players missing as well. And it's very interesting that Mourinho was complaining, wasn't he, saying... Liverpool's first team against Manchester United's kids, but that wasn't necessarily true because Liverpool were missing half the team themselves, really. And I think there was a stack going around on Twitter saying that the average age of the two sides, um, Manchester United, was actually older than Liverpool's 26, Liverpool's 25. So, you know, like I say, you can't read too much into it, but what a fantastic debut for, for Shakiri with a, an unbelievable overhead kick, and that's what he's got in his locker, you know. The, the lad's a little magician really at times and maybe this is what he needed this type of move to a big club and a manager who you know trust him and put faith in him and you know it's interesting that Gary Neville was trying to put all the big clubs off Liverpool well not just Liverpool any big club shining I'm saying he's lazy and unprofessional well can you honestly see someone like Jürgen Klopp signing a, a lazy unprofessional footballer because I can't so I think he's got that one wrong and you can see already I know it was only a little half of football but you know you can't read too much into pre-season but it was a sign of things to come for the season ahead and you know like I say as fans and I'm sure James will agree as well being a reporter for Liverpool you know everyone's excited about this new, new coming season yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to look forward to. Um, come the come the West Ham game, and obviously for the for the length of the rest of the season. But going back to yourself, James, um, there's been one or two players linked with the, with moves away away from the club this week. Obviously, the two goalkeepers, Carrius and and Mignolet, I'd, I'd be surprised myself to see the both of them moved on. You've also had um, Ben Woodburn, who's who's gone out on loan today. But anything else um, happening in the transfer market um, outgoing wise, please, James? Yeah. Well, I- I'd expect Shea Ojo to follow Woodburn out on loan in the next couple of days. I think um, you know he didn't he didn't travel to this training camp in France. Um, the, the plan is for him to have a, a championship loan uh, like Wilson um, and, and obviously like, like Woodburn as well. So you know, I think that would be a smart move. Ojo's done pretty well actually in the last few weeks of pre-season, mm. but um, difficult to see him getting much game time if, if he stayed put. Um, so that would be one. I think you know, obviously, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on the goalkeeper front over the next few weeks. I I, I agree with you. I I'd, I'd be amazed if both Mignolet and Carius went. I think I think at the moment it's probably a case of seeing what offers uh, Liverpool get for the two of them, and and then and then weighing it up. I think um, clearly 
nobody has come close to meeting Liverpool's valuation of Mignolet so far. I think you know twelve million pound was was what they were looking for. Um, you know, I, I think you know he would he would certainly still like like to move on. I don't think he wants to stay around as the as the number two. Um, but it's you know, it's just a question of you know do Liverpool reduce their demands and, and, and maybe even potentially have to settle for a, a loan because uh, you know Mignolet has got another three years to run. On his uh, on on a decent contract at Liverpool, so obviously yeah, there's going to be a lot of focus on what happens goalkeeper wise. But um, yeah, you know, obviously then you've got what have you got? Lazar Markovic. I'd, I'd, I'd still expect Gruwich probably to to go out on loan. Um, you know, clearly Klopp has it, it, been keen to have a close look at him in pre-season. Um, you know, the fact that he's travelled here is uh, is a sign that. Um, Klopp was in no rush to kind of uh, offload him, despite Liverpool having agreed in principle a loan deal with with Cardiff. Um, and then obviously Danny Ings is the other one who who didn't go on the tour of America because uh, you know Liverpool were they, well. There's a combination of a couple of things. One, he had a minor ankle injury from one of the UK friendlies, but secondly, Liverpool didn't think there was much point dragging him around America when um, you know he'd, he'd made it clear he'd like to pursue a new challenge. So. Uh, I think that will that will probably move on in the next week or so. Um, you know, the last I heard on Ings was that Palace were the were the leading contenders for him. You know that that came out last weekend, and um, it will. You know, I think probably that that's probably a move that would that would make sense for for all parties. Um, and then you've probably got someone like Divock Origi, again a player who hasn't been able to really grasp his his chance in in pre season and and with Sturridge's revival. Um, you know, it's difficult to see a way back for Origi at the moment. So yeah, not not much happening in terms of incomings, but uh, without in terms of outgoings, there's still a fair amount of business for Liverpool to do. Excellent stuff. Uh, thanks, James. Okay, then Jay, we we talked about the outgoings with um, with James there, and obviously Liverpool have strengthened the spine of the team, haven't we? With with Allison and cater for in in the midfield um Shaqiri a little bit further in front who can, who can probably play in a in a number of positions but do you think Jurgen Klopp in your opinion Jay has done enough in this market to to seriously challenge for for the title next season yeah um I said it on Radio City, the, the fan show that I do on a Friday last week to Steve Hoddersall I think when you analyze Liverpool's squad now it was interesting that Jose Mourinho actually come out in and said, you know, people should demand Liverpool challenge for the title this coming season because of the money that we've spent. And to an extent, it's it's very rare that I would agree with Mourinho, but I do agree with him that, yeah, you know, it, it is time now because we have spent quite a lot of money. But what he forgot to remember is the fact that he spent a lot of money himself and basically, the last two seasons he's been in charge there, he hasn't challenged for the title, has he? So, I think he needs to concentrate on his own club first and foremost. But in terms of Liverpool spending a lot of money, we haven't had the opportunity yet to genuinely challenge because we've spent, what, £175 million this summer. And we haven't kicked the ball yet, have we, in, in the new season? So, I think we, we will find out this coming season if it, we are going to be the real deal. And I do think we have got the squad that's well-equipped to challenge City, but... No, let's get one thing right here. Manchester City are a very, very good side. And yeah, you know, last season Liverpool played them four times in all competitions, beat them three times, and that's great. But 
Liverpool need to find a consistency. Really, we still had games last season where we slipped up. It was stupid draws at home to Everton and West Brom and Stoke, and then away from home, you know, losing to Swans, you got relegated. So there is little things that Liverpool need to brush up on, and having a much stronger squad is only going to help Liverpool because you know at times, like I mean, we seen at the back end of last season, Liverpool had a lot of injuries in the middle of the part, didn't they? And you know, it was quite remarkable, really, that we ended up getting to the Champions League final with mm. James Milner, Jordan Henderson, and uh, Genie Wijnaldum playing because we we had you no know, little else to choose from, really, with Chambi and out injured. Oxley Chamberlain got injured, and Lalana didn't really. He was in and out, wasn't he? Really, he never fully recovered from the injury he got last pre-season. So, you know, when you think about it now, Liverpool have got a much bigger squad, and we have addressed the key issues in the team. We've obviously got a new goalkeeper, which we've desperate for. We've also got that man in midfield. Everyone seemed to be crying out for for the last five or six years, saying we need a holding midfield player, we need a DM, and basically we've got Fabinho, Fabinho now. So, you know. From that aspect, yeah, we've we've improved the spine of the team. We've also got Naby Keita as well, who I think is going to be an absolute monster in this Premier League. I think he's going to take the league by storm. He, he, to me, he's got all the attributes to be a fantastic player. And then also we've got Shaqiri as well, who, as I've just touched on before, pre-season he's played a half of football and already you can see what he's got. He's got all the tools to be very good in this Liverpool side and I really think he's going to enjoy himself and... I thought the signs there, he played in the number 10 role, really. I thought he's United and he's, he's well experienced, isn't he? So he knows how to shield the ball and pop it off and bring other players into play. You know, he can also play out wide because he played there predominantly last season for Stoke as well. And obviously he was their best player last season, albeit he got relegated. And it's not great, but he was still their standout performer and the stats were there for all to, to see. So... Like I say, Liverpool have strengthened really, really well and we're obviously not going to sell any of the star players this year. You know, it's going to be the fringe players and the players who basically have been on loan before. They're going to be going out on loan or be sold. So we can't complain. I mean, you will get the moaners out there. They'll say, well, we haven't really quite replaced Coutinho yet. We haven't really got, you know, a number 10, if you like, in terms of we were after Fecker, weren't we? And that deal broke down because... He's got a bit of a dodgy knee, by all accounts. Um, there was the talk, wasn't it, as well, that we might have gone for the centre-half. But, you know, Liverpool really, when you analyse the, the, that area of the side, it looks like Joe Gomez is going to be given his opportunity this season. You've still got Joel Matter at the club. You've still got Ragnar Clavan. And obviously, Dejan Lovren's improved, hasn't he, since Virgil van Dijk's come to the football club. And he also had quite a good World Cup as well. So, Liverpool have got strength in depth there really I'm not saying it's the, the, the absolute quality that we probably want out of everyone out of all of them that I've just named uh, Virgil van Dijk is the standout defender but you know, like I say I don't think Liverpool are going to go into the market and spend 30-40 million pounds on a centre half so I think that's our business done for the summer it's just all about the sales now and you know, like I say I'm more than happy with the squad I do think we'll genuinely challenge this season and I'm excited for it Excellent stuff. Cheers, Jay. Okay, James, uh, back over to yourself. Just like to ask you one of the, that all the fans have uh, have been asking you to be asked. Basically, is the one about Nabil Fekir. Obviously, this was a deal that Liverpool was was looking to get done early in the transfer market. 
Um, there was even rumours that he'd been pictured in in the kit. He'd picked his squad number. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, why this deal actually fell through, James, and how close was he actually um, to joining Liverpool Football Club? Yeah, I mean, it was a obviously a, a very very strange situation because you know the the, the deal was was effectively done. Um, it, it was it it was purely purely down to the. The medical, you know, personal terms have been agreed. I think, as has been well documented, the, uh, you know, the, the kind of opening media club media duties had, had been done. It was just a case of waiting for the scans and then uh, it being ticked off, um, and that, that didn't happen. Um, you know, kind of echoes of of what happened with Loic Remy, really. When um, I remember being in the states on Liverpool's tour, probably maybe maybe four or five, even six years ago, maybe it was when they. Uh, I think it might have been the Suarez summer 2014 when uh, obviously they, they, they came close to signing Remy and then there was an issue flagged up by his medical and, and it all collapsed. And it, very similar with Fakir, I think, again, as has been well documented, he had an ACL problem back in, in 2015. Um, and from what I from what I understand, there was concerns at Liverpool's end about the, the way in which that had been uh, uh, kind of repaired, and and they they felt there would be a high risk of, of him sustaining, uh, you know, another another knee problem further down the line. And obviously, when you're when you're talking about what was it, a 53 million pound deal, and it, you know, it's not even that, is it? You know, because then you factor in probably a five year contract on 100 grand plus a week. You know, suddenly you're you're, you're talking about a huge sum of money. Um, it, it it was an odd one because I must admit, at the time I was actually on holiday, but. You know, kind of receiving messages from various people about you know the fact that medical staff had flown over there to to do the medical and the the terms with the player had been agreed and all that kind of thing, um, and and then you know then then it came out that Liverpool was kind of seeking a second opinion on the on the scans, uh, and at one stage you know I, I thought they were still going to proceed with it, but I think um, they they clearly you know the, the 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 final decision was that it was. Too much of a gamble, and, and despite all of the speculation since, uh, I'm not aware of any any further discussions being held with Leon. Um, you know, I think I think the waters have been muddied a bit by the fact that the, the Leon president has, has been kind of desperate to almost produce, you know, give a running commentary on Fakir all summer because I think he clearly wanted to cash in on him this summer. Um, you know, that hasn't happened yet, and and obviously they they were desperate to keep it away. Away from you know, the the public, the fact that it was down to medical concerns. I think Leon tried to make out that they'd ended negotiations with Liverpool over a financial issue, but but clearly you don't. A player doesn't even undergo a medical unless there's a financial agreement between between the clubs. Um, and I know there's been talk about potentially restructuring the deal and you know and and paying less upfront and more in instalments, but. I'm I'm not aware that that's something Liverpool have have, have seriously looked at, um, and yeah, Klopp Klopp has been adamant that that he's done in terms of incomings, and you know I think I think it will take a major change of heart um, for that to for that to change in, over the next week. Spot on, cheers, James. Um, just like to stay with you and ask you about another player who has been linked the, the past couple of days um, as a sort of Coutinho replacement, like. If you like, is uh, Christian Pulisic from from Borussia Dortmund. Obviously, if he does come on the market and other clubs are interested, do you see Liverpool moving for him? A similar deal to what they've done with Naby Keita, where they they paid the premium to enable us to sign him 
in a in twelve months' time. Is uh, is this a genuine interest in, in politics for you, James? I mean, there's there's definitely genuine ongoing interest in Pulisic. I just I, I struggle to see. Uh, I don't. I, I can't see him becoming a Liverpool player in in the next week because um, I, I just don't. I don't. I just don't. See, I, I know there's been various reports about Dortmund potentially prepared to to cash in for sixty odd million, but then you know I spoke to someone else today who, who said it's it's nearer a hundred million euros that that Dortmund would be demanding to to do a deal this summer. Um, and I don't see Liverpool paying anything like that for a player who, who, who wouldn't who wouldn't get in Liverpool's starting lineup. I, I really like Pulisic, and he was he was brilliant when he uh, when he played against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago in in Charlotte. Um, but you know he's still he's still young, and I think you know you look at his goals and assists for Dortmund. They're not they're not massively impressive, really. You know he's still a young young lad, and. You know, I think I think it'll be one that Liverpool keep a very close eye on because you know he's down to the last two years of his deal now. Um, clearly, if he doesn't sign an extension, you know, next summer Dortmund would be under pressure to sell, and and you know I think obviously the price would 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 have to reflect that as as well. So yeah, it's interesting what you say about whether it could be a similar situation to Kaiser. I mean, it obviously doesn't necessarily have to be one where you'd actually have to do the deal now for next summer. You could, you know, the, obviously the way the football works, I'm sure you know, there's a way of, uh, you know, of obviously convincing Pulisic that, uh, you know, if you sit tight for another 12 months, we'll, we'll come and get you next summer. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think the, the only thing, obviously, that, obviously, what we don't know is whether there's any other major clubs around Europe who, who will test Dortmund's revol- uh, resolve, you know, in, in the coming days be- before the window shuts. But, um yeah, he, there's, that's certainly a situation to, to keep an eye on because, you know, obviously it's well known that Klopp tried to buy him two years ago. Um, it's just a shame that Liverpool couldn't have got him. Obviously, then when what was he, 18 years of age and, and Liverpool were thinking then they could have got him for kind of 11, 12 million pounds. Obviously, now a couple of years down the line, you're talking about a, a much bigger investment. But, um, yeah, he, he's certainly a Klopp type of player. Um, but, you know, as it stands at the moment, I'm 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 not I'm not uh, aware of of Liverpool making a move in terms of this window. Excellent stuff, thanks, James. Okay, back over to to you then, Jay. Looking forward to the to the game against West Ham week on Sunday. Obviously, there's a few players not back from from the World Cup until um, until later next week. How do you see Klopp lining up uh, against West Ham? Um, what sort of players do you see replacing the likes of Lovren and um, and maybe even Trent and Firmino? Uh, and what sort of formation do you think um, Jürgen's going to go with in that game? I think it, it, it's an interesting one because it's it's obviously not ideal, is it? With you know what's gone on with the World Cup and certain players coming back like late. Um, I thought it was interesting that Trent Alexander Arnold come back early. Jordan Henderson never. Because, I mean, I believe Henderson wanted to come back straight away, to be honest, and Klopp advised them not to. So, it is an interesting one with Trent coming back. So, you would have thought Klein's played right back for most of the pre-season before, obviously, he went home from the tour because he had a baby, didn't he? His, his missus had a baby. So, you would have thought Klein would have been the right back. But I think with Trent Alexander-Arnold being back now at this training camp and we've got another two friendly games, before the first game against West Ham I think there is a possibility that Alexander-Arnold could start the first game but you know 
it just depends how he does and if he is ready in time for it. Now, you'd like to think Alisson, again, he's in a similar predicament where, you know, he's only just returned back as well. But goalkeeper's a little bit different, isn't it? And we've been trying out for a new goalkeeper for a long time and it's evident that Mignolet and Carrius aren't good enough. So, with Alisson, you'd like to think he'd start the game. Centre-halves, you're going to obviously have Van Dijk and Rob who didn't go to the World Cup so that's been quite good because they've been there majority of pre-season anyway haven't they um, I think Joel Matter probably would have partnered Van Dijk but for the fact that he got an injury so it's going to be a toss-up between Clavin and, and Joe Gomez he would say but probably more likely to be Joe Gomez I, I, I think he might just get the nod to, to be honest with you to partner Virgil Van Dijk and then in midfield Fabinho's played most of the games hasn't he because Henderson's not going to be ready in time to start against West Ham, you would say Fabinho is going to play in, you know, like as one of the three. Then Naby Keita, as long as this injury that he's had a neck injury, he's missed a few games, hasn't he? As long as that's not nothing major and he does play in these last couple of friendly games against Napoli and against Torino, you'd like to think that Naby Keita will start the game. And I think it's a toss-up then between... Milner and Lalana, because Wijnaldum's not really featured much in pre-season because he's been injured and he's been ill as well at one stage. So it's not ideal preparation for him. So you would say either Milner or Lalana, probably just maybe Lalana, just purely because it's at Anfield and he's a little bit more attack-minded than Milner, isn't he? So I would probably go with him. And then the front three just picks itself. I mean, I know Firmino hasn't played yet, but he's a fit lad anyway, isn't he? And he is actually back now and I'm sure he'll feature in these last two friendly games we've got so I can't see him tampering with the front three I suppose there's an argument to say Shaqiri maybe would get a start but I don't think he will I think he'll just go with that normal front three and then you know hope hope that that's enough to beat West Ham because when you look at West Ham they've signed about six or seven players this summer and I think they're going to be a bit stronger this season but probably a good time to play them because they won't have had time to gel really and you know, let's be honest they've got a new manager as well so I think it, it is a good time to play them and, and I think you know that team there that I've just suggested I think it should be more than enough to turn them over Great stuff that'll do for me hopefully that, uh, that prediction comes through Jay Right yeah just uh, one more for you before we um, before we end the podcast lads just um First, I'll ask you, James, what's your, what's your expectations and what would be a, a successful uh, season for, for Liverpool this season? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think the, obviously the the overriding thing has to be to, to win something. I think there's been so many near misses in recent years. I think you know Klopp has, has absolutely transformed the club since he's come in. You look at where Liverpool were at back in October 2015 c- compared to where they are now and it's you know it's the difference between night and day you know he's he has achieved great things in terms of you know back to back top four finishes you know taking liverpool to three major finals but you know this season i think is all about trying to take that next step um you know you, you don't want to be nearly men again um you know of, of course there were amazing memories last season and you know, I think the, the 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 style in which Klopp has got Liverpool playing means that you know it you can have a fantastic year without winning something because you know it, the, the journey to Kiev proved that. But you know, it, it is long overdue. You know, twenty twenty twelve, the last time Liverpool lifted any piece of silverware, 
And I think you know, the big thing is, you know, as we've talked about, the depth of the squad is that much stronger now. You know, I think there's no reason why Liverpool can't have a real proper go in the, the domestic cups as opposed to you know, fielding teams where you know, you're concerned about how they might get on. Um, the Premier League is clearly the, the big one. I think, there's, you know, I think there's every reason to believe that Liverpool can be the, the, the biggest challenger to Man City. Um, you know, I, st- you know, I, I still think what, what City twenty five points better off than Liverpool last season. You know, it's a, it's a big ask to to transform that in one year. Although in saying that, I think you know you look at the business Liverpool have done, and City haven't had a great preseason. You know, I think when you you look at they've had so many players away, and um, you know you, you wonder whether they might get caught a bit cold early on in the early weeks of the campaign. So you know that means it's even you know, even more important for Liverpool to get off to a flyer and 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 try and build build momentum early on, and then obviously the Champions League is 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 going to be uh, going to be massive again because you know we we saw last year the way that the the clock you know the, the brought out the absolute best the Klopp in in European competition and the way that he galvanises the the players and the fan base. Um, so hopefully it will be another amazing European journey to boot, but I'm. I'm really excited about it i think um you know you could you can pick holes and potentially say you know a center back short or maybe an attacking midfielder short but um it's been a really really positive pre-season um you know he's and you know the likes of Mane and Salah have come back absolutely bang on it um you know throw into the mix obviously Firmino being back this week you know Lovren and Henderson next week and yeah, it's it's got you know it, it feels like this this could be an absolutely massive season for the club. Brilliant stuff, thanks, James. Yeah, and just a similar one for you, Jay. Uh, what's your your expectations for the season, and and what you do, would you deem to be a, a successful uh, year for us? Well, my expectation levels are to win the quadruple. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> I think I think um, we all crave a trophy, don't we? And and like I say. The progress is there. It's evident for everyone to see that since Jurgen Klopp's come to the football club, you know we know every single match you go to, whether it's at Anfield or it's away from home or it's away in Europe somewhere, we're going to be entertained and we're always in with a chance of beating any team because we are really that good now. And like I say, the squad depth is getting better and better all the time. You know, Jurgen Klopp has transformed this Liverpool team, but he does need to, to win a trophy. And this is the time now. He spent quite a lot of money this summer. We haven't lost any players. Obviously, we lost Coutinho, didn't we? Um, in January time, and got Virgil Van Dijk. And now Liverpool have made four really astute signings this summer. You know, you'd have to say Caters this summer because even though he was signed last year, it's you know this is the first time he's going to have played for Liverpool. So you know, this group of players now is well equipped, as I said before, to challenge Manchester City for the title. Probably the nearest team to doing it, you know, to challenging them and it's going to be a tall order, there's no doubt about it because Manchester City are very, very good side, they won the league last season at a canter really and you know the gap was at 25 points as James just said there, it's it's a tall order to expect Liverpool to bridge that gap but you know obviously with the signings we've made, it's evident that we're going to try to and we will run them close, I'm convinced of that, whether or not we win it, it's difficult to say with any great conviction because we haven't won the league for 28 years so you can't be overly optimistic but I am confident that we'll give it a really good go and also I agree with what James is saying there about in terms of because the squad depth is a bit better now we've got a, you know more more players to choose from if you like and not going to have to rely upon 
know, like a few kids or fringe players or players who you can tell that Klopp doesn't really fancy too much in the cup competitions. We can we can probably change you know quite a few personnel in the team, and it wouldn't really weaken us that much if you get where I'm coming from. So you know, like I say, there's no reason at all why Liverpool can't win a trophy this season. I fully expect us to win one. Um, and who knows it's like people go on saying about the Champions League run last season but I, I genuinely believe Liverpool will do well again in the Champions League pure and simply because European teams are terrified of this Liverpool they don't know how to play against us you know everyone will say yeah but you stumbled at the final hurdle against Real Madrid in Kiev but let's be perfectly honest our best player hadn't gone off injured all season in any game of football and he goes off in the final against Real Madrid how's your luck they had no luck whatsoever and you know, the first half an hour, Liverpool were on top. We were slightly the better team in that game. And then all of a sudden, the game changed on its head, didn't it, with the solid injury? So, you know, from that aspect of it, I just think teams in Europe are terrified of this Liverpool team. You can just smash them on the counter attack. And, you know, we put seven past Maribor. Yeah, on a great team, but put seven, seven past Spartak Moscow as well. Teams are just terrified. One five nil against Porto, you know, that put five past. Roma as well you know Alisson's our goalkeeper now we put five past him so you know like I say Liverpool are, are going to go for it now on all fronts really I just hope we win a trophy or two this coming season but you know the, the obviously the main aim is to try and win the league title Brilliant stuff cheers Jay okay just before we go lads we're just going to um, introduce the the unsigned band that we that we play on the podcast each week Um this week is a, a Liverpool band. They're called Arcadia Sun. They're, they've been in touch with us. And uh, the song that I'm going to play for you is called All We Were.
This is how we work Break the bounds You can't attain us This is how we That song was called All We Were by Liverpool unsigned band Arcadia Sun. Thanks very much to James Pierce and uh, Jay Riley for joining us on our cop table preview of the, the season ahead. Hope you enjoyed the show, lads, and uh, thanks again. No worries. Cheers, lads. Thanks very much. So that's the cop table preview of the season 18-19. All done. We look forward to uh, our preview of the the West Ham game coming up towards the end of next week thanks everybody for listening and uh, goodbye Outside the gates I heard a call